Those other podcasts try to sell you items you definitely do not need. And that's why you need to try Blue Chew Gum, because if you're not stiff, you're not living the life. We're only here to provide you with the best in podcasting entertainment. I'm already stiff from the chairs we sit in here at TMB Studios. Hey, can we get a new chair? No! TMB Studios. It's what you want. Yo, 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 this is Anthony Henry, and you are listening to SWN, that's the Stovall Wrestling Network. Okay, let's do this fucking shit. What's up, everyone? It's me, Caleb Stovall, here with another edition of the Stovall Wrestling Network SWN podcast right here on TNB Studios. Thank you so much. Uh, for joining me here uh, uh, this week as I am fixing to go on vacation as we are recording this right now actually I am on vacation probably uh, when you hear this and uh, I'll get into a little bit more of that but thank you so much for joining me here on the Stovall Wrestling Network I hope you all are having a great time right now hope you're all doing well it looks like everything is starting to normalize again things are starting to open back up you know so hopefully you're getting out you're getting some energy in you getting some life in you again uh you know just hope hope everything is going great uh with you all right now and uh i am not here alone as always i gotta bring him in he is the man he is mr tmb studios himself it is Chris Mother Effin' Dickens. Chris, what is up? What's up, Caleb Stovall, SWN Fan Nation? We are back in full effect. And yes, Mr. Stovall technically is on vacation, but he's not alone on that. Starting Monday, I go on vacation as well. <laughs> so, uh, yes, it's going to be a little bit interesting. We will cover that later on in the program, what that means for SWN, what that means for TMB Studios. But right now, we're not here for that. We're here to talk about Mr. Caleb Stovall's favorite subject in the world, and I'm not stealing his stick for shit. I'm giving it back to him so he can do it. I was about to say, because you've done that like several times now on this program. <laughs> I have, but you know what? After the success of your most recently launched podcast, I'm going <laughs> to let you have your way a little bit. So. <laughs> uh, if, if I believe what he is talking about is the brand new Power Rangers Go podcast. Yes. I will address that real quick before we get started here. Um, yes, that just launched uh, this past week, and uh, it is already getting a huge response, Chris. Yes, it is. Uh, I didn't realize that there was that many Power Ranger fans that are still alive and kicking. <laughs> um... <laughs> But yes, uh, Power Rangers Go launched this past week, and we launched with a uh, a tremendous Facebook campaign, mm-hmm. and already we have garnered uh, a huge, substantial amount of views on the first episode, and the second episode is getting ready to drop real soon. So if you haven't checked out the first episode yet, why are you still under a rock? <laughs> get out and, get, and listen to Power Rangers Go with Caleb Stovall. And the ace of everything, the ace of superhero homies, and now the ace of the Morphin Grid. <laughs> I'm so going to use that, too. When we, when, uh, 
Well, maybe not this episode coming up, no, but on the next, next episode that we record, I'm going, I'm so fucking calling him that now. <laughs> Ace of the Morphin Grid. He already has too many fucking names, too, <laughs> by the way. Like, I, I tried to go through, like, all of them on the last episode. He could be, Couldn't make he it. could be Zordon's long-lost brother, Ace Don. <laughs> <laughs> or would it be Ace Don? Oh, <laughs> oh my god oh but yes thank you so much for checking out the power rangers go podcast but that is power rangers go this is not power rangers go no, chris this not. is the stovall wrestling network which means that that means only one thing. It's time to talk about something even better than the Power Rangers. It's time to talk about the greatest thing in the world. It's time to talk about Big Bad Beetleborgs. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to throw that in there for some reason. But it's never happened before. I did it one time. Yeah, I guess, I guess you're forgetting <laughs> how to put in the damn thing now, too. You yeah, blasphemous <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I lied. I said I wasn't stealing it. I stole it from him. I'm sorry. Yeah, he not only <laughs> stole it, he literally went right up and he grabbed the balls of it and just <laughs> like and Vince McMahon And I'm gonna we'll talk about that too. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, it's time now. Finally, good lord, we're <laughs> this is not spit it out. It's time to talk about. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Good God. Have fun editing this shit when you... Oh, just going to all I hope you. you're up for four days straight. Fuck you. <laughs> this will take me less than ten minutes tops. No. <laughs> Let's get started, Joey. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm being overrun in this thing. Oh, my God. Speaking of overrunning. Anyways, yeah, the greatest wrestling match. Um... <laughs> I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because, well, yeah, it is funny. <laughs> okay. It is a joke. That. Are you falling asleep again already? No, I thought I was falling asleep and dreaming that this match actually happened, but apparently I was awake and it was happening, so I did fall asleep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about by now, we're talking about the greatest, or the so-called greatest wrestling match Ever, as it was advertised for WWE Backlash. I even forgot, Chris, that this damn thing was named Backlash. Yeah, uh, considering the fact that before this came on, I watched the Backlash that main event was AJ Styles versus Dean Ambrose for the WWE Championship. That match was which great. Which was an awesome pay-per-view, and it was a SmackDown-only pay-per-view. And it was right after SmackDown and Raw brand split. Shane McMahon had just come back into the fold. And Daniel Bryan had come back as a uh, co-GM. And, and that was an amazing pay-per-view. And then we mm -hmm. go into this, uh, I wouldn't call it a cluster. I, I would more call it a fever dream Well, well uh, than a pay-per-view. Well, all right. We're going to talk about it here um, in just a minute. Uh, but I must let you all know that I didn't get to watch the whole entire pay-per-view. I'll be honest, I didn't care to. 
I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out there. these days. Um, so, I just decided uh, to watch the match itself. Um, now, I will say, though, I don't care what anyone says. You know, you, you can make fun of the greatest wrestling match, blah, blah, blah. You can, you can make fun of it all you want to. But Randy Orton and Edge are two of the best wrestlers of all time in this yes. business. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. Yeah, there's no denying that, but... To to label it the greatest wrestling match ever, it's just, just it it I, I, I it's one of those times I agree with CM Punk on on this matter, which I just thought it was unnecessary. It's unnecessary yeah. hype. First of all, you hype something like that. There's no way in hell you're gonna live up to that. No, there is no way. Like uh, like let's put it this way, if if the Avengers right, if the Avengers movie, you know, in Endgame. If they had said, this is going to be the greatest fight scene of all time, it would not have lived up to that. No, it never would. However, they didn't do that, and it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like this, instead of letting Randy Orton and Edge do what they do best... Which is Russell. Yeah. You had to stick your... Well, okay, so here's my, here, here's my question. Here's my question, right? How can you be the greatest wrestling match ever if you film the goddamn thing twice? That is the greatest cinematic fight scene ever made. No, this wasn't even the cinematic. Even, no. This wasn't the cinematic of the night. You know what was the cinematic uh, of the night? The Street Profits and, and the, the Viking, Viking Raiders. Raiders. Yeah, fighting all over the place. Having some, flashbacks. And, and I guess it was Akira Tozawa with his ninja shit. army. Yeah, and was someone watching Power Rangers Ninja Steel when this shit? <laughs> <laughs> I think they were also watching Star Wars because they ended up in a trash dumpster and they were running away from whatever was inside the dumpster, monster wise, trying to attack them. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It happened. Oh dear God! I, I just again, I didn't see this. I'm so glad I didn't see this. Like I said, it was like a fever dream that somebody had and wrote out like. Vince McMahon was in the back and had one of his seizures, and in the middle of it, he started jotting shit down on paper, and they said, this is brilliant. <laughs> then he come out of it and said, what happened? You wrote the show. All right, good. Use it. <laughs> and then he fell asleep. Yeah. No one bothers to tell him, no, Vince, you're old and yeah. senile right now. You need to just sit back and enjoy your riches, which we'll get into. But, I, but here's the thing. I will say that... The match itself, I mean, the match itself is not bad, and no. it, it's a great wrestling, it's a great main event. It might have lasted a little bit too long for my goddamn taste, though. Like, I thought their last one, the last man standing, I thought that match was long. Good lord, this matchup seemed like it would never end. Yeah, this one was going, it went on so long that I, I literally, when I say I fell asleep, I fucking fell asleep during this match. I did not lie about that. I started watching this match, and, and, and don't get me wrong, I like the, the fact of certain aspects of it, and I know we're, we're rolling into it early. Mm. Um, the announcing. When they had the uh, Madison Square Garden microphone come down, and they had Howard Finkel's voice come through to announce Randy Orton and Edge, I felt that was respectful, and I felt that was an awesome moment. Yeah, that was to the late, great Howard Finkel. But, you know... First thing that kind of threw me off, yeah, first thing that threw me off, I see little Nate in the ring, 
dressed in old WWF 1980s referee attire. Dude, what, what, what the fuck was that all about? I don't know, and that's what threw me off. I'm like, okay, it's Lil Nate, and he's dressed like Hulk Hogan and Andre wrestling. <laughs> and then, when the match starts up, the first collar elbow tie-up, we get this from the bottom of the ring view looking up at Randy Orton and Edge in this lockup, and I'm like, why? Why? I, I Dude, I, I really don't know. But, and before we get into this, apparently Randy Orton took shots at NXT during this matchup. Yeah. Which, which, how the fuck is that? Is that because, like, like when he did the punt, he slapped his leg or something like that? Like, I, I don't know. I don't understand. How do people get that from, from this? I don't know. I guess well, you're so much help, Chris. I guess they're grasping at straws for shit. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, we watched this matchup. What can we pull from this that'll make Randy Orton look like more of an asshole? Hey, he was taking shots at NXT the whole time. I guess so, apparently. Now, I will say this. there. If anyone... I don't ever want anyone to tell, talk to me about false finishes again. Because literally, they hit every single move in the fucking book, and they kicked Jesus out. Christ. They hit every single move in the book, used every camera angle in the book, and used nearly every slow-motion special effect I could possibly think of in certain moments. Oh my god, did they really? Yeah. I didn't one, even notice that. There was that. one point where they were on the top rope, and it started doing this weird slow motion thing. And I'm like, what the fuck is this and why? Are you, are you sure? Because yes. I don't remember that. Either that or I woke up in a daze and it just happened to look that way, but I'm you pretty sure. You always wake up in I'm a I'm pretty daze. sure, I'm pretty fucking sure that there was a slow motion moment <laughs> in that matchup. <laughs> All right, well, again, you always wake up in a day, so I'm not sure how you could tell from normal. Especially after watching a WWE event these days. All right, well, that one I'll give you on that one. <laughs> but, I mean, the matchup was still good. I, I, I'm not going to completely dog it or anything. I just, uh, I just thought labeling this as the greatest wrestling match ever, that's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it I just, mean. It's stupid. Should have just left it alone. And then, you know, there was another good matchup that I thought was still good uh, because uh, Drew McIntyre still is amazing. Yes. And him and Bobby Lashley, see, if you would just take away the stupid shit that they're making Bobby Lashley do, the man can fucking go. He proved that in TNA. Yeah. He proved that in Impact Wrestling when he had the goddamn title. Yeah, he doesn't need MVP, and by God, fucking end this storyline with him and Lana. Well, it looks like they're trying yeah. to, and they're just, okay, apparently they just want Lana to be a slut. They just want her to. Well, what's new? And I'm not, I'm not, you know, discriminating like anyone when I'm saying that. I'm saying that's literally what she's doing. Like, yeah. there's no way you can argue with me on that one. No. And it's just, it's just ridiculous because it doesn't mean anything. It's like, it's like, what the, what the fuck are you trying to do? Like, why is, why do we want our stars to look like morons? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. It just. Doesn't like I thought that these guys were supposed to be badasses. We're supposed to buy them in fights and stuff like that. I can't buy anyone in a fight in WWE. No, I, just, I can't. Not really. 
And, and, and this whole, I mean, don't get me wrong. Seth Rollins, he's great on the microphone. He's good in the ring, but I'm fed up with this Monday Night Messiah shit. I don't understand the Messiah. It, it doesn't make any I, sense. I, I, I don't, you I don't understand You change this music, this interesting change from Burn It Down to a semi-gospel hymn. Well, you know, basically being the Messiah. I, I don't give so. a flying fuck. That's the stupidest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> I, I'm sick of it. It's just ridiculous. Let the man be him, unless this was his idea, and it's just like, really? Tyler, why the fuck are you doing this? I don't know, but, I mean, remember he was a you know, over-emotional metalhead at one point. <laughs> I'd rather have him be that than this. I mean, he would he come out. He puts his fucking hair up in a man bun. God damn, the man well, bun thing itself is just enough to annoy the It's very, it's very true, you this know. This is probably about going, I love a man in a bun. <laughs> Some baby oil on him, too. But I only like your butt, Spence. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Jesus. Or, 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 or is it more, more, I love your buns, Vince. Oh, God. Uh, which now, apparently, oh. he's running everything. Uh, he's not only yeah. he's running SmackDown and he's running Raw and because Mr. Wrestling the, at the top. Yeah, because <laughs> nobody can get the Vince now. They have to go to Mr. Pritchard himself. Which, first of all, I like Bruce. Yeah, Bruce is a great guy, and you know he's got a lot of good things under his belt. He's got a lot of bad things too. Yeah, but, there, there's a lot of things that he's full of shit of. Uh huh. <laughs> Just but, like Bischoff. Ninja Turtles, some fucking wrestling match, stupid motherfucker. Anyway, um, I thought that was corny. Jim Cornette didn't book that shit. Oh, he did. That was that was fucking. Uh, I thought Jim Cornette was involved in it. No, he oh, wasn't. Okay. okay, never mind. <laughs> you need to start listening to something to wrestle and go back a little bit. But yeah, he. Uh, oh, all right. Bruce admitted that they took that. He said, "Did you or did you not have a partner?" He's like, "What are you talking about, pal?" <laughs> <laughs> so we'll chat me up. Yeah. <laughs> So, Bruce, I mean, he's got his good, he's got his bad, but now he's the go-to guy. You can't even get to Vince. You have to go to Bruce, and then Bruce will go to Vince. And then Vince will tell Bruce what to say, and Bruce will come out and twist it his own way and be like, this is what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> so, Well, I mean, look, you know, I, and I've heard Bruce say this, all right? It's not that he doesn't argue. Like, Jim Cornette has even backed Bruce up by saying, no, he has argued with Vince. Like, he has told him when stuff is a bad idea. But Bruce's thing is, is he can tell him that all he wants to. But as soon as he said this The final. minute Vince says, this is what we're doing, well, guess what? That's what you're doing. And, I, I mean, here's the thing. I get it. Just like with any business, right? Especially if it's yours. A lot of the time, you want to have your finger in everything. You want to know what's going on. And you know what? He created a world where he can do that. He created yep. his own world that you are literally living in. It. The true. WWE is nobody else's world but Vince McMahon, and everyone is just living in it. That's what it is. So I can't, I can't, you know, get on to him for that. It's just... There comes a time. I don't care who you are in this business. You can be the greatest booker of all time. Dusty Rhodes, one of the most genius people 
in uh, wrestling. Dutch Mantel, Michael Hayes, hell, Pat Patterson was one of the was probably like the greatest finisher in history. Like like he was the greatest. Um, what, what what would you call that? Um, booking the finish. Yeah. Right? Like like he was one of the greatest at doing that. But even he had to step back and go, all right, I can be good at this certain times. But now it's like, now I have to, you know, pull back. Right. And that's where Vince McMahon is, in my opinion. Look, we cannot deny that Vince has made, has wrote some of the greatest shit ever in WWE. Yeah. All right? If you go back to the attitude, first of all, his stuff with Austin is flawless. All right? It is flawless from start to finish. So it was the perfect wrestling storyline of all time, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. But he's also the Kane and the Undertaker thing. And, yes, there were people that came up with their with these stories and gave them to Vince, but it's Vince who has to approve it. Right. And stuff like that. And he is a marketing genius. All right? We get that. But there comes a time where you just need to step back and enjoy your riches. You don't need to have your fingers in everything. You need to let Triple H. You need to let Stephanie. You need to let Shane. You need to let Paul. You know, you know, you need to just let them do their jobs. Right, and just come in whenever it's it's a requirement to just check and balance everything. You know, exactly. be the boss. Don't be the fucking guy who runs the whole fucking show. Exactly. I, I mean. I, and again, I just I go back to this whole bullshit with AEW that they're doing. You, all right? WCW in the Monday Night Wars took the first shot at you. Yeah. This is there's no denying that. In this instance, you took on AEW. Uh -huh. You didn't need to undermine them. They, I, come on, give me a fucking break, NXT. You were on the WWE Network, and while, yes, you went up at 9 o'clock, how many people actually watched it at 9 o'clock and didn't watch it, like, the next day or, you know, two days later? Because yeah. it's on demand. It's not the same thing. Like, you didn't have to do that stupid bullshit. Yeah, but you just had to because you had to prove that you're still the big honcho, which there's no denying they're not, there's no one that can deny that they are. Right, and nobody cares anymore because, quite frankly, what are TV ratings these days anyway? People are going to sit and uh, set up DVRs to record the episodes, or they're going to wait till it appears on the streaming platforms of, uh, you know, said... Uh, Again, people don't even have have cable yeah. nowadays. Like, I don't even have cable. No, everybody's got a means of streaming. You can stream AEW on TNT site, or you can catch up on most of the stuff on YouTube. With NXT, you can watch it on Hulu, or you can watch it on the WWE Network. And you can clearly tell that, I mean, NXT has had some good stuff. I ain't going to deny yeah. that. But it's clearly gone downhill ever since you've done it. It really has. Because now you're... Now you are forcing Triple H to put on pay-per-view style matches on NXT. Whereas before it was just, you know, a means of letting talent get on the air, get used to things, and kind of showcase what they could do. And they only had an hour, so they were able to recycle talent. Yeah, and, and, every and week. now and now you're so ratings driven that you have now Try, now you are taking people from the main roster and putting them back on NXT. Like, it's just... 
it just mind boggles me. I just yeah. I don't understand what is going on in WWE half the time. I don't even think people back the storylines right on. now. Like, they're worse than what Russo wrote in WCW 2000. And yes, I stand by that statement. That is pretty fucking bad. It's it's terrible. I mean, hell, at least some of the stuff was somewhat entertaining with Russo. Yeah. <laughs> some of it. Not all, not all of it. No. But listen, there is, look, in the Attitude Era, I don't give a fuck what anyone says, Okay. You can say DX, you can say Val Venus, you can say, you know, all these edgy, you know, women's storyline, all this right. other shit. No, there was one guy, Austin. Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin was why the Attitude Era worked. Why? Because the show was centered around one person, and that one per. So it's like, it's like a TV show, right? It, it literally is. It's like True Blood, okay? What is the main story of True Blood? Bill and Sookie. Then you have all of these other, you know, stories that are also going on. But the one thing that you always go back to is Bill and Sookie. That was the thing with the Attitude Era. Yes, you had all of this other shit, but you had one thing that everyone followed. Yep. Stone Cold Steve Austin, and obviously versus McMahon. But really, it was Stone Cold against whoever. It Whatever was, Austin and, was and, doing, and honestly, you were involved. It was, it was Stone Cold Steve Austin trying to be the top dog in a business that didn't want him to be the top dog. Right. That's what that storyline was. And, and that's the storyline of any wrestling promotion. A guy who wants to be at the top of the business and, and, and be the champion. But in this case with Austin, it was Austin wanted to be the WWF champion because it was the Holy Grail. It was the top of the well. I'm, I'm not even. But I'm not even talking about this. I'm not talking about the story itself. No, I, I, I get I'm what talking you're about the con You know, you go back to even the '80s with Hulk Hogan. He was WWE. There yeah. would not be a World Wrestling Federation had it not been for Hulk, Hulk Hogan, Hogan because the whole thing was centered around him. But it was one storyline that all you had to follow. Yes, you had all this other stuff that would keep you engaged, but again, you would come back to the one thing. WCW, Nitro, NWO, that yeah. was it. You know, or Hogan versus Sting, for that yeah. matter. All right? Then you notice when they tried to put in all of these other people, <laughs> fell apart. Yeah. And that's, again, like Lucha Underground, for instance. You know, Lucha Underground tried the actually tried the TV show concept with wrestling. And why was it able to work? Because there was one guy that you followed, Prince Puma. That yep. was their main star. And, rem and when they lost him, that's when they lost their business because it did follow around him. So, and I understand wrestling works different. I... Please, anyone you know listening to this, do not go online and try to tell me about wrestling. Let's just put that. <laughs> let's just throw that out there. All right. Well, even even Look, Impact, the TNA, when it got really big, it was AJ Styles. Well, not yeah, not only that, but it was the main event Mafia. Yeah. Well, now that was very confusing at times. And then point aces and eights. Yeah, exactly. But during the aces and eights, yeah, that's when AJ Styles follow and i i believe tna would have had something better with aj styles had he stayed and they would have actually been able to do like a dixie carter type aj mm -hmm. styles feud which would have worked because it would have been real life kind yeah. of thing but that's a different story for a different day but the problem is now 
with WWE, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't know who to follow. I don't know why these people are with the Like, someone tell me why Buddy Murphy and uh, I don't even know who else is with Seth Rollins. Or for that matter, why the fuck is MVP and Bobby Lashley and Lana in a group together? I know they're doing that whole, you know, bullshit yeah. or whatnot. But even even Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, I'm sitting there just like, look, the the the, the tag team is, you know, they're entertaining, but it's it doesn't make any sense. It just like the way that these people were being used on NXT was fine. Yeah. And that's why NXT is so much better than the main roster because their storylines are simple. I get why everyone is is with who they are or why this person hates this person or what this person is going for. But on the main roster, I don't know why people hate uh this person. I don't know why people have these kind of feuds, you know? Like, what does anything mean on the main roster? Yeah, it doesn't mean squat these days. It, it really don't. But is is that a booking thing? Is that a talent thing? Is that a Vince McMahon thing? I think it's a little bit of all three of those. I think it's a Vince McMahon thing because he won't give up the reins to let somebody else take control and to be a creative genius. Uh, I think it is a writing thing because you got a lot of people who... Uh, know about the wrestling business but are too stuck in the old ways and then you also have a mixture of people who don't know the business for shit and are trying to write Hollywood blockbusters in WWE. Yeah, like like they had this whole, you know, at, at the WWE headquarters in Stanford, there's this big, huge, you know, like I've seen the, the room of writers that they have and I'm sitting there going, man, wasn't the Attitude Era just three people? Yeah. It was Vince McMahon, Vince Russo, and Ed Ferrara. That's it. Well, uh, there was also Jim Cornette and stuff like that. It was Jim there Ross. There wasn't this big-ass... Well, no, J see, Jim Ross never booked anything. No, he but only did talent relations. Yeah. Now, he and he would come up with stuff. And right. he would bring ideas toward Vince and them. But now, I guess it's... We're a publicly traded company, so we have to answer to shareholders... They want more storylines. They want more content. So hire more writers. Bring in Hollywood writers. So this big writing group. It's just stupid. Well, they're also, you know, because, again, a lot of the things, which is, it's so interesting to me when people want to be critical of wrestling, such as, your boy. Yeah, old Mr. Fuck you in the ass. Oh, Lord, is he already coming out of you right no, now? No, that was him coming out of me talking to him. Oh, oh, okay. Sue me, Cornette, I dare you. Asshole. Yeah, he probably could, actually, he probably if you see that. Stephen P. Like... New, Stephen P. New. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. He's going to cease and desist what if we get? What if we get sponsored by Stephen P. New? That would be funny. That would be hilarious. That anyway, but here's my thing. Podcast, when, they're sure. all, when they're all talking about, you know, what wrestling should be and everything. Has it not been, if you look in the history of wrestling, has it not been the most out-of-the-box ideas that have become the most successful? Yeah. I mean, look at The Undertaker's gimmick. For Christ's sake, it's a dead man who comes back to life. That, now, see, that, that's what, something I want to bring up. Like, okay, Cornette will get pissed at something like Orange Cassidy or even Kenny Olivier is how he... he you know, describes him, Kenny Omega, 
blah, blah, blah. He'll get pissed at all that shit. But you're going to tell me that a, a dead man walking to the... I mean, the guy's literally dead. Alright? Like, like it, it's character. Now, I'm not going to ever take anything away from the Undertaker. This is one of my favorite of all time, obviously. Right. I'm just saying, if you're going to talk shit about AEW, how can you not talk shit about that one? Right. I mean, the Undertaker, the Undertaker did what you are not supposed to do in wrestling and got away with it, which is not sell. Like, yeah. he didn't sell moves. He would pop right back up and do it. But no one ever said shit about that. Nope. Like, explain that to me, Chris. It's, just, it, 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 it's funny because there's a lot of talent. There's a lot of gimmicks throughout the years that I could bring up and name that should never have been anything in the business. I mean, for example, the Road Warriors. Okay? Let, let's get into that. They What were they? Post-apocalyptic bikers, I guess, is the best way to describe hawking animals. They were actually age. looked like the village people when they first started. Right. <laughs> so, and, and they know sold a bunch of fucking moves. And they got away with it. And they're held as the greatest of all time in the, uh, the tag team division. They held well, up they in high regard. Okay? And well, they, they are. Let's, yeah, let's yeah. just be honest. Undertaker, Mark Calloway, when he was handed this gimmick, this gimmick was shit. Hell, Kane! Kane, when he came out in 97 at Bad Blood as uh, Undertaker's brother. Oh, oh, and guess who helped wrote that? It wasn't Vince Russo. Guess who it was? You do the impression. Oh, Jimmy fucking Cornette! Yeah, well, <laughs> pretty much, yes. Yes, he did. He was the one that helped write it. Yeah. So, so you're gonna t so you're gonna talk shit about AEW, but you and here's the thing: how is it that you talk shit about AEW and shit, but you never say anything about NWA when they do stupid shit? Because they they've had some dumb storylines like come reciting up. Shakespeare, huh? Like reciting Shakespeare. Thank you. Was there a was a matchup literally on power, and he even announced that. Yeah. Well, he announced he was on that uh, uh, episode or everything yeah. like that. But it was an empty arena match or something like that. And I'm sitting still, there just like, are you serious? I just don't understand you. Even still, and, and this is what I think is in Jim Cornette's mind, as well as the mind of others who talk shit about other promotions uh, that are doing well when they say they suck. Is it a complex that they have to where if it's something that they didn't have their hands in or didn't put their magic touch on, all of a sudden it's garbage, it's crap, it's backyard, it's whatever, because it's not your fucking ideas. I mean, I guess because he didn't talk that much shit about Ring of Honor for a while. Now, he would talk about, you know, some of the stupid decisions that they would make booking venues and stuff like that at, at the time. But... I mean, he didn't even, like, that's my thing. I'm like, I didn't hear you have a problem with Vince Russo working with him in TNA for a little bit. No. Uh, I mean, afterwards, obviously, he does. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, he calls him shit stain literally every time. He does not call him Russo. He calls him shit, shit stain every single time, which is funny. And look. I love his podcast, all right? I love hearing a guy talk. He's one of the greatest talkers in history. There's no denying that. But you can't sit here and talk shit about AEW. That is clearly successful. I yeah. mean, clearly it is working. Cl their ratings keep going up. Their crap, well, 
you know, when when they had crowds, their crowds kept going up. Their pay-per-view buys. Did you know that that uh, Double or Nothing exceeded pay-per-view expectations this oh, time? Yeah. Not the first one. This time with the coronavirus. Yeah. Even. Because not a lot of people were anticipating that it could be popular because there's no crowd and really there's no real hype up on it. No. So, but. It fucking blew everything else out of the water. It blew everybody away. Well, because people are tired of seeing the stupid shit that they're seeing with WWE. At least what they're seeing, at least what they're seeing from not just AEW, but the NWA, ROH, MLW, New Japan, even the independents out there. They're seeing new ideas in wrestling that are made from wrestlers. And the beautiful thing about it is... this came from the Attitude Era as well, and it's a part of what these new promotions are doing. They're having fun doing what they're doing. That's what I think. How can you knock a promotion that where the people are clearly saying, this is a good place to work. We are having fun and making money, which is, yeah. I thought, what the goal was. You need to keep your talent happy. Right. Which clearly, you know, that must be because the owner fucking owns an NFL team. Where he has to already make these athletes. And athletes, trust me, are a lot more egotistical than even wrestlers. This is All true. right? There's no denying it. I don't give a fuck what anyone says about wrestlers. Yeah. But you look, at, you look at sports athletes, they're some of the biggest prima donnas on the fucking planet. And he's able to satisfy them. Yeah. So so what makes you think he can't satisfy like all of these wrestlers and stuff like that? They're clearly saying that this is a good place to work and everything like that. But yet, you have to have Jim Cornette. Hell, Eric Bischoff keeps coming on there and saying, well, they need to do this and they need to do that. And again, we go back to this whole philosophy that I threw out there. If it's not their ideas or they don't have their finger in the pot, then it's not a good thing for anybody, and they're going to talk shit about it because they have nothing to do with it. Case in point on Bischoff, okay? The thing that pisses me off when he talks about the six-sided ring is he, he was just like, well, they said this bullshit narrative of, like, you know, when you're, when you're searching through the dial and you see a six-sided ring you know, uh, people will stop and watch it. And I was like, well, here's the thing, Bischoff. When TNA was getting popular at the time, before Hogan and Bischoff came in, there wasn't streaming services. There was actual where you had to change the remote still. like, like, or, Or you had to change the channel with the remote still at the time. So, yes, that theory can work in instance, but at the same time, Jeff Jarrett even told people, he was just like, look, no toy company wanted to even take a look at TNA. The minute I said, oh, we have a six-sided ring, the toy companies went, oh my god, that's a fucking seller. And it is. Can you not imagine every child having a fucking six-sided ring like yeah. that? That'd be one of the hottest-selling items, should it not be? It is. It's one of the hottest-selling items. Hell, it was one of the things that... I wanted to see happen in the independent scene down here in the CSRA because it was nowhere to be found. And it was also one of the allures of TNA. Like, that was when they had, like, people actually coming in to get a picture with, like, the wrestler at the end of the night. Yeah. And they, and 
you would have, and it was because you got into the six-sided ring, you felt like you were in something different other than just even a regular ring. Now, I understand the safeties of the six-sided ring. All right, look, I, I get that, okay? It's a little bit more harder because there's not much give to it. Right. The ropes are a little bit stiffer and stuff like that. So I get all that. But even AJ Styles said it said it himself. He's like he's like I thought it made us different. It made us stand out. That was why people were coming over to TNA. Not just that we had the wrestling, but we had this wrestling. We had all of your iconic characters and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But not just that. It it gave us a different feel to it. Exactly. And it, it, it was different. And then when you have someone like Bischoff who comes in. And he's just like, well, that's just stupid. Or even talking about the X Division. You say, yeah. you, like, like I can't stand that when they put down the X Division because I'm just like, that literally put TNA on the fucking map. That's what separated them from everybody else because it wasn't a cruiserweight or lightweight division. It was a division with no limits, no boundaries. And it lived up to that name. It lived up to that hype. Right. But I don't know. It just... And, and we could go and talk about TNA for a different day. I'm sure we'll, we'll channel that for another discussion. But I agree with you. If they don't have their hands in it, it's a bad idea. Right. Yes. Because when, when – here's my thing. When Jim Cornette was in MLW, right, when he was an announcer for them for a little bit, I didn't hear him say shit no. about Sammy Callahan or – Mance Warner, any oh. of that shit. He just fucking commentated. Yep. So if you hated it so much, why would you sit there and commentate it? Exactly. Um, because, you know, he, he's been saying that thing of like, oh, these people are whoring themselves out now for the business and stuff like that. Which is such total bullshit, Jim. Did you not do the same thing in 96 and 97 he for Vince that, McMahon? He did that multiple times. He did it for Ring of Honor. He did it for Combat Zone Wrestling. He did it for every... He even went back and did it for Impact, for Christ's fucking sake. I was about to say, like, you went back to TNA. Like, <laughs> like you went back to TNA. And Russo was there! Yep. <laughs> Now, he probably might have hated that fact, but that's what he fucking did. He was there. So I'm, I'm just sitting there. I'm just like, oh, my God, dude. Like, I just, I don't know. I can't, I love hearing his stories about Brian Pillman or somebody like that. I love hearing his stories that, that, that he always tells, but I just can't stand the constant. Like, someone asked him about Adam Cole coming yeah. to AEW, um, and there's been some rumors that he might. And he might, because here's my thing. Why the hell hasn't he been called up to the main roster? True. Like, there's been several people that have been called up before him. And you would think, oh my god, this dude's a star in the making. Unless Triple H just has a lock and key on him, which I doubt. Because Vince McMahon didn't give a fuck. He didn't give a fuck uh, when Asuka was dominating in NXT and shit like that. So, you know, I don't know. Like... Jim Cornette said that Adam Cole, like, I don't see why he would sign with AEW because I don't know if AEW is going to be around in seven years and shit like that. Yeah, and it just doesn't make any sense to me why Jim Cornette's even thinking that way. Hey, fuck, WWE shouldn't be around the way their thinking was back in the uh, late 80s. 
because half the shit that was going on in the late 80s, early 90s was fucking ridiculous just as well. They should have already been gone. Half of WCW shit was dumb. I mean, look at them. That's Chuck what Master. I'm saying. Like, like, it, like everyone thinks that, that, that all of these ideas have to be great right off the <laughs> bat. Look, not all of the Attitude Era was great. No, GTV. All right? That was well, dumb. Not even that. Kai and Ty, for Kai God and Ty's sake. Val I mean, Venus you literally was a bad had, You literally had a guy who was going to come out with a paddle, all right? The Yamaguchi son had a paddle and looked like he was going to discipline his wife on TV. Give yeah. me a fucking break. But yet they're but yet they yet they survived. They won the war and shit like that. I mean, that. for Christ's sake, Mae Young had a fucking hand on TV. <laughs> right? And, and they, they didn't, didn't back single, and revisited and they didn't it. It was a single bit of ratings during that. No, and then they went back and revisited it uh, on a raw anniversary episode. Well, yeah, that one was. And, and then it's like we looked at that and like that was the corniest shit ever. Hell, but it still garnered ratings. Hell, they're still having bad shit on television, and they're still around. Yeah. All right. It's not because you have bad storylines or anything like that. Look, I understand it's the wrestling business. Things take time to develop. You gotta hype things or or whatnot. You know, but. Just because you have a bad storyline doesn't mean that you're not going to be around for. Look, okay, I don't think I think we can all point out the stuff that AEW has done wrong. Um, the Dark Order at first, all right, it was terrible. All right, they did not execute it right. Um, the Amer the Nightmare Collection family. How long did that last? It lasted three episodes before Brandy put a nail in the coffin because she realized it was not going anywhere. No, it wasn't. They realized it. And look, that's okay. That happens. Hell, Viral Pro Wrestling has had storylines that haven't turned out so yep, good. So all right? Flatline Pro. Flatline Pro. Look, all of these other independents. That doesn't make... Look, the fans know what's good and what's bad. All right? Yes. But that doesn't mean that a, a place... Will not be around for seven more years or so. Which, first of all, AEW is going to be around for 20 more years, I guarantee you. Yeah. I guarantee it. There's no way in hell. I mean, look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. How long have they owned the Jacksonville Jaguars, for God's sake? Yeah, this is true. All right, Very much case, so. all right case in point on that one. But, yeah, I think we're going to talk about some more wrestling news when we come back here on the other side, we're going to take a quick commercial break, though, from, uh, for a word from TMB Studios. But come on back with us. It's the Stovall Wrestling Network, SWN, right here. It's Morphin' Time! Hey, folks, it's me, Caleb Stovall, here, and I am not here to talk about wrestling. I am here to talk to you about my brand-new podcast called Power Rangers Go! That's right, it's going to be all about the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And not just Mighty Morphin, but all Power Rangers. We're going to go through the entire Power Rangers universe. And by we, I'm going to be joined by my co-host each and every single week, the ace of everything superhero homie Q, Quentin Ficklin, will join me right here to discuss everything Power Rangers right here exclusively on TMB Studios. I can't wait and may the power protect you all.
You are currently listening to SWN, the Stoball Wrestling Network, on TMB Studios. All right, we are back here on the Stoball Wrestling Network, SWN podcast. Uh, and Chris, uh, we need to talk about something that we kind of glossed over. We didn't get to mention it in full. Yeah. Um, but we were talking about Bruce Pritchard now is the head of everything. And that's because Paul Heyman... They said got released as director of Raw, pretty much. Yeah, I did read about this, and um, you know, it, it kind of went as a shock. But at the same time, a lot of people are saying it's a damage control thing on Vince McMahon's part because of this whole COVID nineteen thing. But I don't understand where. Wait, wait, how's that damage control? I, I know, and that's what I was trying to figure out: is how is it that you know Vince is trying to regather his company and everything and make things right but when somebody like Paul Heyman was in charge of Raw you know people like you and me who wasn't watching Raw were kind of watching because there were certain aspects of it that were good well there was there were certain aspects that were good because you know Heyman's always that out of the box thinker right and 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 now look there was some shit that was terrible all yeah. right but there was some shit that was terrible in ECW all yeah. right no one can deny this and no we're not talking about WWE ECW no. we're talking about the original ECW there were a lot of good stuff not everything was great though nope. you know but how's that damage control i i don't know and uh, i think part of it is Vince McMahon scared about his company going under going bankrupt or whatnot and then just you know they took Paul Heyman out of the fold as you know well i okay but i've also heard some other things AJ Styles apparently was really pissed at Paul Heyman i did hear that too that he was upset with Paul Heyman about something Paul wanted to do on raw and he refused to i don't do. even think it no i don't even think it was that i think it had to do with uh Gallows and Anderson like, Paul Heyman could have stopped it or something like that, uh, he felt like, I, I thought. And how the hell would Paul stop that? Oh, I know. Like, like Vince McMahon made the final decision on everybody. Yeah. We all know this. And the thing is, is that Gallows, maybe, maybe he thought Gallows and Anderson wouldn't be utilized correctly. They were teamed up with you, AJ. Well... Well, let's be honest. They were not used no, correctly. No, they wasn't used correctly. All right, they, they were a... They were an unstoppable force, all right. Even without the Bullet Club, like 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 they were an uh, an awesome tag team on New Japan and Ring of Honor, and then they go into WWE. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Have it didn't do a thing. The only times that they ever shine were when they were with AJ. All right. Like, I don't think anyone can deny that at this point. Yeah, but you can't hold, like, Heyman responsible for that. No, uh-uh, absolutely not. And they have mouths. They know how to speak up for themselves. If they feel like they're being misused and mistreated, maybe they did speak up for themselves, and it cost them their job. Well, here's my thing. You know, AJ even said it on his podcast, and uh, I think even the bump on WWE – he said that, like, he was not happy with the decision to let them go. Like, he was just like, I, you know, that really put him down kind of thing. Yeah. And he, he got really pissed at WWE. Yeah, and, and this whole Paul Heyman release thing, too. They they said he could still be a character on television, but 
Where? Well, okay, where where is the one time that he is on camera? It's not even there. Nope, and probably won't ever come back. I don't know about that. He probably will come back. Maybe. Not if Paul Heyman's not there. Well, it's very true. You know, like, all right, so could Heyman go to work for somebody else? That could very well be the case. But now, okay, look, there's no way in hell he's going to AEW. No. I don't care what anyone says. Why? Because he will not be under a system where he is not in control, in control of it. Right. Which, you know, he's clashed with WWE before on that. Like, that was what happened with the ECW. Not only with, you know, the relaunch of ECW, but it also happened when he was on SmackDown. Like, there were a lot of things that he wanted a certain way, and they were like, no, that's not how it is. There's only one guy that runs WWE kind of thing. Yep. And, it, you know, with a guy like Paul Heyman, who has a, a mind, and it, it is an intelligent mind at that, it took a regional-based wrestling promotion and turned it into something that's become a global phenomenon, even after it's gone, even after it's been dead and gone for many, many years. We so still many do. have tried to replicate it. They yep. haven't even come close. Nope. But I think the one place that, if Paul does leave WWE completely after this, the one place he could go that would... Accept him as a place that wanted him in the beginning, in the first place. Are you talking about Impact Wrestling? I, I damn sure am talking about Impact Wrestling. Or, I just thought of this one, how about MLW? You see, here's the thing. I believe he would work very well in MLW. I think he would, but at the same time, I think that there will be a ideal of uh, idea clashes there, and it would be... Well, More it's Court Bauer's company regardless. Well, of course, but... That's the thing. It doesn't matter even if he... Like, even if he was to get in a fight with Vince McMahon, it's like, dude, it's not your company. You, you, I mean, you know, you yeah. just kind of have to accept that. It was the same so unless you start up one again. Dude, you know, we were talking about people, like, who could yeah. do that, man. You know some people who I, I think many might not think of to start their own wrestling company? Here's one I got for you. How about The Rock? The Rock starting a wrestling company would... It would make sense because he has his own production company, there Seven Buck Productions. Uh, I think that in, in all light and honesty about it, The Rock is only not starting up a promotion. One, he's got a very successful acting career that takes up a majority of his time. Well, of course. Number two, I think... Because of the fact that he got his start in WWE, he has some sort of respect to for Vince McMahon to not do Well, that. of course, because if it wasn't for the WWE, he would not have Seven Bucks production. He Correct. wouldn't even have an acting career or anything. He wouldn't have anything. He wouldn't have nothing. No, he would but have just been a failed football here, player. Here's another one, and we mentioned this in the first segment. The man who was basically solely responsible for the Attitude Era. Stone Cold Steve Austin. I could see, I could somewhat see him uh, doing that. I mean, uh, he ran WWE tough enough. We know he can train people. Why not get his own promotion going, get his own wrestling school going, and, and, and put something out there for the world to see? I mean, fuck, Booker T has a wrestling promotion in Texas. Well, it, it, but his is, you know, more for the school purposes. Like, he's not trying to get, you know, a national TV. But if he wanted to, he could. He yeah, you, know, he, you know, he probably could. I don't think there's any way he would be able to afford that, though. 
Oh, well, I don't know. I don't know how much money Booker T has made over the years. I'm sure it's probably a good bit. But I don't think he would go up against WWE because, again, half of his students go to WWE. That's where, they find, that's where they find a lot. And they probably have a deal worked out together. I think they so, do. So there's no way in hell I would – I don't know. I just I, – I wouldn't see uh, that happening. I, I don't know. Like, like – but that's, I mean, that's an interesting uh, point. I, I could give you that. Let's see. Who else uh, did we talk about um, that I think could run? Um, because, because we said The Rock. I said Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, you know, I, I, I was I was sitting there. I was, I was trying to think of people. You know, Jimmy Hart tried to run his own wrestling promotion. Oh, God, remember that? That was the XWF, wasn't it? Yes. And it didn't even make it television. They had three shows and was done. Oh yeah, but it was actually some pretty good stuff. It was. It was. It was like watching Sunday Night Heat. Is that on yeah. acid? And you know what's the, what's funny about that too was it was done in Universal Studios. <laughs> and it had Sable as the basically the uh, oh the GM. The that's GM. right. That's right. She was. But I like that idea. I yeah, mean, it made a little sense. But she. I guarantee you, Vince Russo writing some of that. She had zero charisma, no mic skills, and it was just like, just walk out and look sexy. Well, she wasn't made for that type of role. She was used perfectly in the Attitude Era, which is yep. why she became a star. But yeah, and, and, and now she, she's used perfectly as Brock Lesnar's trophy piece. All right, there you go. Well, well not, not much anymore. Story. Yeah, there's a diff- that's a different story for a different <laughs> day. But I, I don't know, like... I, I, I could see Paul Heyman. I don't know. Here's the thing. I don't see Paul Heyman running his own wrestling promotion again because he does not know financial shit, clearly. This is very true. Or he just was not very... Like, I guess he just... He He doesn't know how to handle money very well. Yeah. He also doesn't know how to stop... uh, He's got the Vince McMahon mentality. He will not let other people help him. Yeah, that's very true, because he didn't let anyone help him in ECW, and that's pretty much why it crumbled, mm-hmm. was because, dude, you you needed to have help. You needed someone to help you produce. You needed someone to help you edit. You needed someone to help you do all this shit. But you don't have that. Now, I have heard this now. I heard Evolve is doing... is is in really bad shape right now. Oh, no. Let's go ahead and break this news out because I saw this breaking, and I'm glad you brought it up. Okay. Because it almost slipped my mind until you said Evolve. I did see an article today. Evolve's done. Like, like, done. They have sold their video library to WWE, and they're no longer putting on events. So Evolve is technically owned by World Wrestling Entertainment now. Which it might as well have been in the first place because they were clearly using NXT and then, you know, they had their own special on the network. Well, now apparently you're going to have all the Evolve events on WWE Network now as content. So, but okay, does that mean that they have the same talent? I mean, I mean, does it, like, are they even going to run events with Evolve? They're not going to, they're not, though, Evolve, the promotion, the brand, not running anymore. They're just so going to, the was, video library that is there will be on the network. Well, then I'm curious, then, what Gabe Sapolsky is going to do. Because he's the one that ran Evolve. Uh, I think he's the one that shut it down. He's the one that finalized the deal. 
Well, I'm so sure he I'm probably not was sure. tired. Yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ. And, and um, but if anything, he should go to Ring of Honor and well, look. Here's the here's the thing: is um, even Anthony Henry was saying that he appreciated what happened with Evolve, but he left Evolve. I didn't realize that they left Evolve too. Both him and Drake. Yeah, they? they both left Evolve. Why'd they leave? There was a there was something I can't remember exactly what. Now I don't want to say the wrong thing. Um, but I know that they were not happy with, uh, something that happened there. And they felt like, you know, they appreciated their time, they had no ill will, but it was just time for me to go. Well, yeah, I mean, sometimes you, I mean, you have to make that decision and stuff like that, I guess. But, I don't know, uh, you know, Evolve gave a lot of guys, though, they're kind of their starts, and if... Probably didn't also help the fact that AEW probably helped clean them out as well. Like, um, Darby Allen was one of the main staples in Evolve. Well, you had Austin Theory, too, that was a staple in Evolve. Yeah, now he's in, well, actually, then, he's on the fucking main roster, not doing yeah, a and, goddamn and thing. One of their better referees, uh, D.A. Brewer, <laughs> who we know. That's very true. I didn't realize how many Evolve shows he did. Uh, and stuff like that. Quite a bit. Which, you know, again, that just goes to show you, I mean, WWE already had a partnership with them, clearly. Yeah. Because you can clearly see that. That's how they got half of NXT's roster. Yep. That's where NXT's run. Hell, Roderick Strong was there while he was in ROH. So was Drew McIntyre. Yep. <laughs> Could we go on? We Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fitch. Ricochet! All, ricochet, yeah. Fucking Ricochet! They were all in... Keith evolve. Lee! <laughs> yep. They were Seriously. all in Evolve. Seriously? Everyone, every single, almost every single person on NXT came from Evolve. Like, they really did. Or they made an appearance in Evolve or yeah. something like that. Alright? Like, even half of the Cruiserweight Championship... For God's yeah, sake. The like, Brian Kendrick made his way through Evolve at one point. Um, what's a, uh, 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 fuck. Yeah, I lost his name. I don't know. <laughs> Cedric Alexander. Well, there he goes. He was Evolve. He was more PWX. But he was, he, he was Evolve, too. Well, that's true. He was. He was Evolve. He was PWX and shit like that. It was, dude, seriously. Everywhere. Okay? <laughs> but let's just put it like this. The WWE that we know today, as far as NXT, started and evolved. Yeah, I think that's pretty much like like one of the ways that Triple H came up with NXT. And, and probably when they well, do, no, probably a lot longer. Than and that. when they do put this video library on the network, it'll like see the stars of NXT and WWE before they were stars on Evolve Wrestling. Oh, of course. So okay, so officially Evolve is done. Then. Yes, yes, Evolve is done. Well, I mean, I can see, you know, I probably gave Sapolsky was tired, but, like, damn, like, you know, like, I kind of hope he still keeps in the business because he's a good booker and he's a good storyteller, like, yep, or, 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 or good writer, I should say. I mean, but they did the documentary. I just saw this on Hulu, um, which Vice has it. Um, it's called The Wrestlers. And, and yeah. uh, actually, Darby Allen and Austin Theory are both on that as well. 
And he talks about, and Evolve is one of the main focal points of that, like Gabe Sapolsky. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we just plugged that. This is a good shameful plug. So go watch that. Uh, I haven't yet, so I can't talk about it. I was, I was even trying to do a shameful plug. Well, well the thing is, is the thing <laughs> is, is that yeah, they did a they did a story on it in a uh, documentary series, and yeah, he probably was tired, and he probably was just done with the business, so walk away from it. Maybe, and then it, it's probably the coronavirus as well. Yeah, that too. I mean, he was trying to start things back up again, but how can you start something up when one, you don't have the talent, and two, the whole world goes into a fucking global pandemic. Well, that too, and, and you know, that brings up another point. I know we're talking about Evolve, but I want to ask about NWA, because, you know, NWA right now, it didn't look good for them. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. Um, we, we just saw the recent signing uh, of a couple of NWA talents, especially their television champions. Well... Well, he's not the television champion anymore. Ziggy no, Dice but, is now. But, but, but we're talking about Ricky Starks. Yeah. Yeah, he just had a dark match. That was it. And then Tony Khan was like, yep, you're signed. <laughs> like, yeah. you clearly... And, and who the fuck wouldn't do that? Ricky Starks is one of the biggest talents that was in NWA. A yeah. lot of his pro his promos were fire. His promos were good, and just like his look, and he has that natural charisma and stuff right. like that. Right, and people that. took to him like... Fish to water. He was, uh, he's just great. And then uh, there's a couple others too that have uh, been signed as well, I think we've talked about. Well, I just saw some girl named Abandon is uh, signed to uh, All Elite. And I'll, I'll admit, that girl had a freaky gimmick. I was like, damn, what the hell is this? But. NWA hasn't had an opportunity to. Why is everyone trying to copy Rosemary, right? <laughs> Because Rosemary ate too many donuts while she was, uh... Fuck you, you fat fuck! You have no room to talk! Hey, I'm not hating on her, she still looks good. I know! But, I don't know. Impact, <laughs> Impact had a falling out with her, I guess. And she's not doing anything worthwhile right now. Um, I guess you get rid of the bunny and, uh... Okay, okay, whatever. Anyways... You were Anyways, saying. NWA, you know, they haven't been able to do any shows because of this uh, coronavirus, this right. COVID-19 outbreak. And, yeah, it hurt them drastically. If there's places available for people to go work, they're going to go. Now, look, if you're one, though, if you're some of these promotions, you got to realize that a lot of this talent is up for grabs right now. Fuck yeah. All right? MLW, I know, is not hurting right now. I mean, look, everyone's going to hurt, obviously, from this. All right? But as far as MLW ain't going out of business anytime soon nope. right now. ROH, I don't think they are. I mean, hell, uh, they've got Marty Scroll helping book for them. They're not going out of business anytime soon. All right? So you got them. New Japan still is going to get talent, obviously. But, it, and people might wonder, well, why does, you know, USA talent always leave New Japan? Well, because it's Japan. They have to travel across seas yep. to go there and wrestle. That's really hard. Like, that's, what, that's the only reason AJ left. Like, AJ was pretty much prepared to just wrestle there in ROH, but he was like... 
I mean, I'm spending way too, like, I can't get home if there's a problem at yeah. home. Like, you can't just, you know, hop on a plane and get home, get home kind of thing. Right. So I can see where he's coming from on that. But then Impact Wrestling. You know, Booker T, I think we talked about it um, last week on this podcast, that, like, Booker T even said that he thinks that Impact Wrestling is is really fixing to get back into the game. And we just got done watching a video of Impact uh, showcasing some of the talent that have been in the Impact Zone. Good God, Impact I didn't wrestling. realize there was some of these. But like, John Moxley shows up in one of them. I was like, what? Tyler Black, which we, we you know, I made the statement I thought it was a slap to the face of WWE. Uh, they show the CM Punk thing again. Will Ospreay. I knew CM um, Punk did. You know. Will Ospreay. That was one I was just like, you're just fucking serious? Yeah. You could have revived the X Division with this motherfucker. Exactly. So, I mean, what's the point in showing that? Unless you are about to make some really big moves. I don't even know if it's, if it's necessarily even that, that they're showing it kind of thing. But, I mean, they're also... When you show something like that, what it does to the outside wrestler is it goes, now, wait a minute. Those guys made, you know, made an appearance on Impact. Look at where they are. are, Think if I go and, you know, make a big impact. And that's what I'm thinking the move is, is that look at Impact. It's like, okay, they made it to WWE. They made it here. So Impact's got to be a power player. And, and move into there, and, and they start building well, then they, new stars. Well, then all they have to do is quit writing some stupid shit, and they might actually do it. That's very much agree, because they have some dumb shit. Over and, I mean, years. I was excited when Scott Demore became head booker, because I was like, this dude booked some great stuff in TNA, but yeah, I don't know what this shit is that I've been seeing on Impact Resident. I'm like, what the f- it's very true. Like, what are they trying to do? Very, very true. I thought some of the, the best stuff that, that they have was with Rosemary, to be honest. And Decay? Oh, yeah. well, obviously, whoa, the, whoa, Delete whoa. Decay. The Delete Decay was good, but when Rosemary went on her own, she became, like, the phenomenon in Impact at the time. Yeah. But then I, she got hurt and left, and instead of the fans kind of remembering where she was... When she came back against Sue Young, and she came back too fucking soon. Instead of it being built right, it kind of killed it off. Well, maybe, but come on, man. She was like, she was clearly the face of the whole goddamn franchise. Oh, yeah. oh, there, yeah. no, there was no denying that. Because, no. like, that was even why I started getting back into TNA. Yeah. Was because I was just like, holy shit, the stuff that they're doing with this girl is amazing. All of the other stuff, well, they, they actually had some good stuff. I thought that they had a good yeah. thing going with Austin Aries. They had some good stuff going on. Uh, well, I <laughs> I thought it was uh, the Grand Slam Championship. That was stupid. Yeah, that's dumb. That was the dumbest and then, thing And then recently ever. they brought back the TNA World title, put it on uh, Moose. Now that I don't had, understand. They had to do promos. First of all, I don't understand why Moose isn't a champion already. The guy clearly is athletic. If you're going to talk to me about charisma or promos, I'm just like, well, come on, y'all. I'm sure y'all can fix that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to talk about it for a different day and everything like that. 
But there's a lot of stuff going on in wrestling, you know, and stuff like that. But we're going to take one more commercial break here, and we will be back to wrap things up when we come back. Come on back with us. It's, it's the SWN Stovall Wrestling Network on DMV Studios. If I can talk, fuck you, Chris. I'm begging you, don't pull that trigger. Don't ever tell the Marines to pull that trigger! Hey, I'm Spiper Payne, Bill Blanchard, and this United States Marines, we always love to shoot! And we're going to do it right here on the Wrestling Shootout. We are going to shoot on all things professional wrestling. I will have every single guest that comes to my show. We're going to shoot now if it's WWE, AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling. I don't care if it's the IWE, Ohio Pro, or even UCW. Well, we're going to get into that too, whether they come back or don't come back, or even where the hell we're going to shoot about WECCW. Wait, I know they're not right anymore. But anyways, it's a brand new season of the Wrestling Shootout. Anytime comes to my damn show, lock on to let's back up and let's get ready to shoot, baby. I ain't holding back, and you never told Marine I can pull that trigger. Be sure to check out all the other great podcasts as well as past episodes of this podcast right here exclusively on TV Studios. Alright, we are back here on the Stoball Wrestling Network SWN podcast right here on TMB Studios. Uh, and unfortunately, this is going to be the last one uh, for quite a while, only a week. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> for a long time, just seven days. Yeah, just only a week, but I'm going on vacation. I am going to the beach. I'm going to relax in the sun and whatnot and just have some fun finally with, uh, with a few of my friends and stuff like that. So we're going to have a blast in the beach, but that unfortunately means... Chris, that I will not be able to record with you uh, this coming week. Which, uh, in return and in retrospect, um, he goes on vacation Saturday, and as I said at the beginning, I go on vacation Monday. I'm not disclosing where I'm going because I don't need nobody following me um, <laughs> or, or trying to hunt me down. Looking at you, Dear. Justin Hancock. Um, <laughs> you record a retro rewind. No, we don't. Um, but because of that, yes, Stovall won't be able to record with me, nor will I be able to record with Stovall for that matter. We'll be in two separate locations, and I know someone's like, well, you got Skype, you can technically record. You know what? Fuck you, I need this break. Yeah, I, this I, break. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to keep track of time down so there. To there, will, there will be releases of TMB Studios content that are already on the schedule to be released. Right. There will not be any new SWN episodes, and for that matter, not until we record the next. Yep, week it'll be it'll like be that. another week from now before we get a new SWN content. Because right and, now, as you're listening to this, I'm at the beach. Yeah, <laughs> as you're listening to this right now, he's at the beach, and I'm probably somewhere in an undisclosed location with a beer in one hand and a beer in the other hand, and not a fucking thought on my mind of what's going on around me. So pretty much like normal? But, well, that's not normal for me. Normal for me is laying in bed sleeping because I don't know where the fuck I am half the time. Um, this time, this time I'll know where I'll know where I am, but I'll be too inebriated with no, alcohol in my system to not know where I am. No, you won't. You're gonna be you're gonna be just walking around in your underwear, just walking like where? Where's the beach? And there's the water right there. In what front the of you. fuck am I? The chick off a of fucking Jersey Shore? Well, the shoe fits. 
Or would it be the song? I don't know. One way or another, I'll probably end up in one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we are going on vacation. Stovall's going to the beach. I'm going somewhere where you don't need to fucking know. And we <laughs> will be back in one week with a brand new episode of the Stovall Wrestling Network. And uh, Caleb, why don't you tell them what's going to be special when we come back about these new episodes that we will be recording? Yeah, so um, I, I thought of an idea, right? Uh, and, and it happened right before we went on. We were just we were looking at some random things uh, in wrestling and stuff like that, and we happened to come across some old footage of, if anyone remembers this, Wrestling Society X. You remember this, Chris? Yeah, uh, it was a ill-fated show on MTV that was supposed to rival the WWE wasn't at the time. That, wasn't that that channel that used to play music? Used to play music. <laughs> now all it does is show reruns of Wild and Out and Jersey Shore. All right, there you go. And probably teen pregnancy or something. Oh, yeah, my, my Sweet Sixteen. Oh, dear God. Anyways, <laughs> let's move on. Uh, but, yes. And a lot this, of just This is Valentine. the same place. These are, these are the same place. This is the same channel that decided they wanted to have their own wrestling show. After was, they got rid of Sunday Night Heat, of course. Oh, yeah, that's right. It, it, well, it wasn't too, too long after this, I guess. Or, yeah. It, it, it was a good while after this, but I don't know. We're going to go back and we're going to look at it because we started watching one of the episodes... And they had some good stuff in this uh, thing. You could see where it kind of had potential. We'll see where it kind of fell apart and stuff like that. We're going to watch those episodes. And we're, we're going to do it, Chris. But we're not just going to do it, you know, like we usually do where I pick a random event every right. time and we cover mm -hmm. it and stuff like that. No, we're actually going to watch. We're going to have a segment right here. It's going to be a watch long, and it's going to be all ten episodes. Yeah, which is of the be first fun. and last season of uh, Wrestling, Wrestling Society, Society X. X. There were only 10 episodes, each of them about 30 minutes, maybe a little bit over. Um, but, yeah, sit down, watch all 10 of them, and then give our ideas on uh, whether or not we think it was a good idea that they would have had and canned it, or was it a bad idea? And should we see First something of all, like I don't it? think it's ever a good idea to can a wrestling show. I'm just going to put that out there. Unless you're XPW. Okay, there, I'll give you that one. <laughs> That's the only one I'll give you. Or FMW. Anyways. <laughs> Alright. Frontier motherfuckers. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. Anyways. Oh, but yes, Wrestling Society X, like I said, we'll, we'll go back and, and we'll look at it. Um. But that's going to be when we come back from vacation, so it's going to be a whole... We're going to be refreshed, rejuvenated, and we're going to be here to talk about more pro-fucking-wrestling. But until then, he is Mr. TNB Studios' Chris Mother Effin' Dickens. I am the one and only Caleb Stovall, and we will see you later. We love you all. Peace. And don't try to find me either. NOBODY FUCKING CARES ABOUT YOU! This concludes our broadcast day.